This is the Jab Step Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host today, Ben McCarthy, and um, I hope everybody's had a really good week so far. Um, as you're listening to this, I'm probably going to have this posted on Monday, November 14th. This episode's going to be a little bit different than what I've normally been doing. I have been just going through each week of fantasy basketball and just making picks Um, picks of the week that I think are just good matchups to start and then waivers of the week and matchups picks for those as well but and I know here recently I've been having Cassidy Warren on and we've been talking a lot about uh, NBA conspiracy so if you haven't checked out those episode if you haven't checked out that episode go ahead and listen to it it's really good we've got a part two coming Friday or maybe Thursday I haven't decided when I'm going to post it and I think we're going to Try to do a part three later on if Cassidy's available. We may have some other people on as well. But, yeah, it's been fun. We've had some good content coming out. So what I'm going to do today, though, is just recap the season so far, and we're going to look at some of the best players in the league and um, our expectations going forward and what we think is sustainable, if it's if it's working, not working, if – if it's just a situation, circumstances, we're going to look into that and maybe even look into some players that I think could bounce back and have uh, better fantasy projections going forward. So anyway, let's get into this week's episode. Okay, so let's look over some of the best players in fantasy right now. Number one is Luka Doncic. He's been unreal. He's been averaging 34 points, 8 rebounds, or I guess you could say 9 rebounds, 80 assists, 2 steals, and about .7 blocks with only 3.3 turnovers. He's shooting 50% from the field, 74% uh, from free throw, and he's hitting about 2 to 3 threes a game. Um, His recent performance against Portland – uh, on 11-12, which was Saturday, he had 42 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists, two steals, a block, two turnovers from 13 from 22 from the field. He got 18 free throws and made 15 of them. And he only hit one three-pointer, which Luke has been really good so far. And besides our number two guy, um, I think this is pretty sustainable. I think this year there's a clear – Tier 1 so far, and it's Luka Doncic and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis, he's averaging 31 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, uh, 1.5 blocks a game, about around 3 turnovers. He shoot 54% from the field, hitting 65% from the free throw line and baking about a 3 a game. Um, Giannis has been unreal. Now, he's been injured here lately. Uh, I don't think it's anything serious. It says a knee, a knee issue, but 
I don't think this is something that will keep them out long. But going forward in fantasy, I think your 1A and your 1B will be Luka and Giannis for the rest of the season. I don't I don't see anybody being able to jump up in that tier with them going forward. They're just the best so far. And they're probably – Giannis is probably winning an MVP voting right now, and Luke is probably second. But that's tier one. And is it sustainable? It's very sustainable. I think they're going to continue being the best players in fantasy going forward. So let's go into this tier two that I've got going here. Um, in tier two, the number three player is Stephen Curry. Now, Steph's having a really, really good year, and I don't think many people are talking about how good of a year he's had so far. He's having – he's averaging 33 points, six rebounds – seven rebounds, excuse me, nearly seven assists, a steal, uh, .1 block, which you're not going to get any blocks with him, 91% from free throw, 52 from the field, and he's hitting nearly five-and-a-half three-pointers a game. So, he has just been going bonkers here lately. He had a game against Sacramento the other night where he dropped 47, 8, and 8. Uh, he played Cleveland the other night and dropped 44 and 5. Um, but he's been really good. I mean, he's averaging, again, 33 points a game, which is really good. Uh, do I think this is sustainable? Uh, for the most part, I do. I think they're going to have to rely on Curry a lot this season because – they're really struggling depth-wise. Their bench has been really bad. Jordan Poole has been bad ever since he got called for three carrying calls in that one game, which, in my opinion, I'm kind of old school. Those were really bad carries, and he should have been – I think he should have been called for carrying violations a lot more since then, which there's a lot of people in the NBA should be called for carries. But uh, Steph Curry, he's been really good. I don't think he'll be in that tier of Giannis and Luka just because of their rebounds, assists, and stuff like that. Because Steph, I don't think he's going to be a high assist guy this year. He's just going to score like crazy. But the next person who's number four is Jason Tatum. He's averaging 32 points, seven rebounds, four assists. Nearly a steal a game and a 1.3 one blocks. Uh, Tatum... He played against Detroit the other night, and he dropped 43-10-3-1-1. So that was 43 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, with three turnovers. Um, I do think Tatum and, and, and Curry are in that next tier. Um, so there isn't much, really much else to say about Jason Tatum. He's been really good. Um, I do worry about sustainability. Um, normally – like Luka Doncic's over the years, Jason Tatum is normally a slow starter and a really hot finisher. But both of them this year really come out with really good starts. Um, I would say Tatum's number three in MVP voting. I would say right now MVP voting right now would be Giannis, Luka, and Tatum. Maybe Steph Curry, four. But nonetheless, it's he this this tier right here is a pretty good-sized tier. Um I do worry about his sustainability. So if if you're in a league or there's a Celtics fan like me and you could probably sell high on Tatum, you might want to do it because there, there are some people on this list that in fantasy I do think um, better days are coming. Like uh, Nikola Jokic, for instance, I think um, he, he started off really slow this year, but I, I think he's going to turn it around. 
And um, if you could flip them for Jokic, I think you do that in a heartbeat. Uh, even Embiid, I think Embiid's starting to come around. But, yeah, I I do think he's in this tier. But I, I do think there's more upside with some of these other players. Um, Kevin Durant comes in at number five. He's been really good, too. He's averaging 30 points a game with six, five, one, and two. Uh, when I'm reading these in order, I'm going from uh, points, rebounds, assists, steal, and blocks, uh, and then turnovers. But So I don't have to keep repeating it. But Kevin Durant's been great. Um, no Kyrie Irving. So Durant's been carrying a lot of the offensive load. I watched a game the other night, and they were playing Dallas, and I seen – Kevin Durant played some really good defense. He locked up Luka, in my opinion, in that second half. Or I guess he started in the second or third quarter locking him up. But nonetheless, as long as Kyrie's out, Kevin Durant is maybe in the head of Curry because I do think he's got that sustainability of his game. I don't I don't think he has to take as many jumpers and run as off as many screens and whatnot. He doesn't have to work as hard as Curry, so I do. Even though I do think Curry's sustainable, I think I would rather have Durant. But here's the biggest surprise of the year in fantasy, uh, in my opinion, when it comes to these top-tier guys. It's Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's been outstanding. Like, when they made this deal, when they made this, deal this offseason, I thought he was really being overvalued. But now we can see Donovan Mitchell is – it's legit. He's the real deal, man. He not only is a great offensive player, but he's been really good defensively. If you watch the games as well, he's really stepped it up. But he's averaging 32 points a game, nearly five rebounds, six assists, one, one and a half steal, less than a block a game with 3.4 turnovers. So um, I'll go ahead and tell you, I don't think this is sustainable. I do think Donovan Mitchell is a, a really good player, and I think he's – Made a made a leap, but I I would I would cash in and sell high to a, maybe a Mitchell fan at this point. Uh, I mean, for instance, I would do that in a heartbeat for uh, Nikola Jokic. So anyway, that's that. So number seven, Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's averaging thirty four and a half, five and a half, two, one and a half, and three. When this guy plays, he is fantasy gold. However, he does play for a team known as Tank City, Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, let's just keep this in mind. They've they've really been decent this year. They've got a really, like, a 500 record at the moment, which not a lot of people would have thought. Mark Dagnall, their coach, has got them playing defense at a high level for them. They're like middle of the road in the NBA, which is pretty good for their defense, for what they are. But can we imagine if this team wins the lottery and gets Victor Wimbanyana with Chet Holmgren, Pokushevsky, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Giddy? They would have a long, athletic, tall lineup with a lot of length. That would be really interesting. That would make Oklahoma City a, uh, a contender real quick. But I do worry about Shea Gildas Alexander if he wants to continue to play in Oklahoma City Thunder, being shut down for most of his uh, prime. If you want to be be honest with you, like in the second half of the season, he's been shut down. 
Now, he seems like he's been in the league forever, but he's only 24 years old, which I think he was 18-year-old when he came out of Kentucky to come in the league. But, again, I think I would sell high on SGA just because of that situation he's in. Again, Nikola Jokic is the ultimate buy low if you can get him low. Now, some people would be like, man, I can't get rid of Jokic. He's Nikola Jokic, and I would understand that. But if you could prime away, that would be somebody I would go after. Number eight is Pascal Siakam. I do think this guy right here, when he does play, is going to be a top ten fantasy player. I think he's got everything you need for a really good fantasy player. He averages 25, 9, 8, 1-1 pretty much. The thing is, I think his scoring can actually get better. Uh, Now, he's been out for one, two, three, four, five games this season. So... And he may be out even longer. But if you could buy him on the cheap, would be really smart. His assist numbers have been unreal for him this year compared to what he's – I think what he's been averaging. I'd like to see what he's been – what he averaged last year. Um, if it would give me an average. Let's see. I'm looking at his assist right now. Um, he's actually been a pretty good assist guy. So, I was I was kind of shocked that his assists were that high, but I do think Siakam gives you that chance to have a triple double every night, especially on the team he plays. He's got a good team around him, but I think I'm just going to go through the top ten because I'm already at 13, 14 minutes. James Harden comes in at number nine, but he's out as well. I I would try to sell high on James Harden. I don't think even when he does plays, when he even does plays, he's going to be giving it 100. percent Joel Embiid comes in at number nine or number ten. I do think there's a chance he bumps up, so I would consider him a buy low. When Nikola Jokic is number eleven again, this guy right here, he's probably the only person I think can actually get in that top tier with Luca and Giannis. So if you have the opportunity to to swipe him low, do it. I mean, the dude's been unreal in fantasy. He's been the best fantasy player for the past two to three years. So, there's opportunity to get him. But, yeah, there's the top ten so far in this NBA fantasy season. Uh, do I think this is going to be the top ten all year? Again, I, I think that Donovan Mitchell, SGA, James Harden, are more than likely are going to fall out of that top ten. Now, who has the potential to go in that top ten? Well, we already talked about Nikola Jokic. Let's see. I don't know about Ja Morant. I don't think he's having nowhere near as a season as he had last year. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't hear what I'm not saying. He's still fantastic. He's so good. But I don't know if he has the ability to get back into the top ten. One person I've got my eye on. It's Damian Lillard. This guy has got the Steph Curry stat line, and I think he has this potential to get in that top ten if he stays healthy just because, A, the situation he's in, and I would say that's pretty much it. I mean, his talent's been there as well. I mean, he's he's Damian Lillard, man, and he plays on a team that requires him. There's probably not a, a team out there that depends on a player as much, maybe besides Dallas, than Damian Lillard. Um, he is their offense. Um, 
Anthony Simons is great, but he's a really good secondary player. But I do think Damian Lillard has an opportunity to hop in that top ten. I, I do think Trey Young has that potential as well. When he starts hitting the shots, which he's he struggled. I mean, he, he's – what is he shooting this year? Yeah, he's only hitting 38% um, field goal percentage this year. So, a guy who, who normally hits at a higher rate than that, I would bank on him sneaking into the top ten in fantasy this year. Uh, another guy I would keep my eye on is Devin Booker. Um, again, he's he's been struggling here of late the past couple games, but I think he has that potential. Now, if he can get his rebounds up, I think that would help him a lot. That could be one of the issues that we could see. But, yeah, those are some people I really think could hop into the top ten this year based on what I've seen on their – how they've played, and not only that, their situations they're in are, are pretty good. I would have said LeBron James could have hopped in there, but um, he's dealing with some type of groin injury and abductor abductor injury. So I just to stay on the safe side, I would say he'd be a top 20 fantasy player when healthy. So we've talked about the top players in the league so far, the people who I think are in the tier above, the people who are in the lower tier, which – we talked about those uh, three through eleven. Those are all in a tier of their own. I I don't really see anybody above the other one, to be honest with you, on a given night. And then we've talked about some people within the top twenty that could actually go up into the top ten. So let's take a break, and we're going to come back with some of the biggest surprises of the season so far. Okay, we're back. So let's talk about some of the biggest surprises so far this early uh, NBA season. I think the the number one person that I've been really surprised with how he's played and how well he's produced is De'Aaron Fox of the Sacramento Kings. He's averaging 26, 5, 6, 1, and a half. He's been really good. If you go look over his, uh, his season uh, – Let's look at the game he just had against the Lakers on 11-11. He had 32.7 rebounds, 12 assists, 2 steals, uh, and only three turnovers. I'm really efficient shooting. I do think this is sustainable and legit, and I believe he is a top 25 fantasy player probably going forward. Now, why is this surprising? Well, we've over the past few seasons, we've all expected the sleep from De'Aaron Fox. And now Tyrese Halliburton is not there anymore. And he's the primary guard. DeMontis Sabonis has not been great this season as well. I mean, DeMontis Sabonis is still doing decent stat-wise, but he's nowhere near the level that a lot of people expected him to be. But De'Aaron Fox is really looks like he's taking that step forward. He's he's quick again. He's, he's getting to the basket. He's faster than everybody. And his jumper has been really good. Like, he's been getting into the paint, probing, and hitting his little fadeaway jump shot. So, I'm – I'm really excited with Aaron Fox. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was sick, and I was in the doctor's office, and I pulled out league pass watching him play Orlando, and it went into double – I think almost double overtime, but he hit the game-winning shot on him. So, he, he's really doing well, and I, and I do think this is sustainable. I don't know if he can creep into the top 15-ish, but, yeah, he's been a huge surprise. We, we never would have thought he would have been this good. So, another person that has been a huge surprise is Paulo Benchero. 
the rookie from Orlando, or you, you know, from Duke, has been unreal. He's getting nearly 35 minutes a game, and he's got 24 points, eight rebounds, four assists, steal, you know, about a steal on a block a game. But what's what's crazy is he's only shooting 46 percent, and I do think he's a good passer. And I do think there's an opportunity for his assist to go up if his guys can actually hit shots. He does play with Franz Wagner, who's a really good number two player. Jalen Suggs is back, and he's been eh, he's been okay. And Bo Bowl's been a revelation for him as well. But Pinchero's been really good on high usage, and they're going to be a bad team. But they've been real scrappy, and they've been super competitive. So I think uh, this surprise is, is warranted. I think this is somebody who – actually has the potential to jump into the top 20 just if uh, his assists can go up. Because he really is a good playmaker and he's got good vision. Uh, and if Orlando can actually start hitting some shots, then this guy, he really could take off. So, um, Another big surprise for me this season is how bad Carl Anthony Towns has been. I know Pat was really high on him this year in fantasy, but, man, he's – He's been bad. He's only averaging 20 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and a steal, or like half a steal and half a block. For Big Cat, this is pretty bad. I mean, for a guy who is super talented, and not only that, the situation that he's in with with Rudy Gobert doesn't really make sense. And how bad they've been playing, it makes me wonder if somebody's fixing up to go. I know D'Angelo Russell has been taking a lot of you know, he's been getting a lot of hassle for the stupid stuff that he's done um, where it was four on five of the day and he didn't even check out of the uh, out of the box. He was sitting on the sidelines thinking he had to check in and while they were playing four on five, that was Shaqton the Fool, number one this season, obviously. But there's been clips of him playing defense where he's just lost his people and they've been cutting and getting backdoor lobs. He's not really focused in and – yeah, I think I think there may have to be some changes. Um, you know, Ant and Cat haven't really been on the same page. There was a play where Carl Anthony Towns was sprinting, and instead of you know going back into the corner, which it was weird because Ant could have hit him, but he didn't. But then you know Carl Anthony Towns was frustrated and just went out of bounds. He should have just went in the corner and Ant threw it in the corner. I think he might have went back to the corner. So yeah, it's just they're they're not on the same page. And I'm I was always skeptic of Minnesota going forward. And I know Pat was really high on them. And they and they'll probably get it together. They're a playoff team, but something something may have to go. I don't know. They may have to make some moves. And um, that may be something to keep an eye on them. And Carl Anthony Towns has been super bad. And I don't. I don't know if he can cont- if he can get better this season. Just I don't think him and Gobert's really had a good fit so far. So that's a big surprise for me this season because that guy is normally a top fifteen fantasy player. But another good surprise. I'm not even going into Laurie marketing. Okay, we all know how great the Jabs have been. I mean, Laurie's averaging twenty two points, eight and a half rebounds, two and a half steals, or excuse me, two and a half assists, a half a steal, and a block a game. I mean, Laurie Markin has been great. We obviously know he's a super big surprise. But Kristaps Porzingis comes in, and he's ranked number 33 in fantasy this year, and he's averaging 28, 2.5, uh, 
nearly a steal a game, and then he's averaging nearly a block and a half a game. Uh, the Wizards are the Wizards, but, man, uh, Porzingis has looked good. Um, he's nearly hitting two threes a game, and he's only shooting 49%. Um, we all know Chris Stapps is, is super talented, and we know uh, he's a unicorn. He's seven foot three. But, yeah, he's like the number five center in fantasy right now, number 31 overall. Um, just super surprised. You know, we, we kind of thought maybe he was going to be just this glorified role player after we seen what he did in Dallas. And it's hard to imagine you can't fit well with Luka. But Porzingis has really been great. Uh, he's To me, he's been better than Bradley Beal. And Bradley Beal makes all the moolah. But, yeah, super big surprise. Um Super excited for Porzingis going forward, hoping that um, maybe he can take another step forward and uh, and fantasy and in in the league too. I, I root for Porzingis. I like Porzingis. So uh, another big surprise is Keldon Johnson from San Antonio. Um, I really thought this guy was uh, not as talented. I thought he was kind of overrated, but man, he's been good. Twenty four points, five boards, nearly four assists, a steal, a game. For a, a team that moves the ball and has been a good a good story so far, besides the Josh Primo stuff and what all that entails. But yeah, Kelton Johnson's been great. I don't know if it's sustainable though, but he has been a good surprise this year. Another person I'm going to look out for, if I were you, he's been a surprise in a negative way, but this guy needs to be on your radar if you're in another league or whatnot. But Kate Cunningham. He has been struggling, okay? 19 to 20 points a game, six boards, six assists. Nearly a steal, nearly a block, and he's only shooting 41% from the field. But I'm telling you, this guy, he has the talent. He's got the height. I mean, he's 6'7". Uh, he, has a, he plays on a team that's not great. They do have some talent, and they do lack a lot of depth. But I do think Cade Cunningham turns it around, and he's got that ability to make a step. So if that's a person you might want to buy low, you might want to buy low on him. That's kind of where I'm getting at. But uh, another person I've been super surprised with is Russell Westbrook in fantasy. He's been really good, especially coming off the bench. He's averaging 16 and a half, five and a half rebounds, 6.7 steal or assists, nearly a steal a game, and. He's been kind of low turnover. He's only been about three to points, three point seven turnovers a game. So I think he's been super surprising for that situation he's been in. And yeah, I, I never would have expected him to be uh, a good surprise, if that makes any sense. But anyway, those are my big surprises this year. Obviously, if you want to talk about some low tier people that have been really good surprises, Bobo. To me, has been a big one. Benedict Matherin has been a good surprise, and that's a situation that I don't understand. Indiana, why? Why after Duarte got hurt, why is Ben Matherin not starting? I don't understand Chris Car- or Rick Carlisle. I know he's a rookie, but man, come on! I don't, I don't understand why he's why he's not playing or starting in that situation. Um, really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, and yeah, so those are my surprises so far for the young season. Let me know if there's anybody I missed. Um, the NBA season's been, I think it's been great so far, basketball-wise. I think 
uh, scoring's been up in comparison to other years so far. I think the take foul has been a really good implementation to this league. So we're seeing more fast break opportunities for NBA teams. Um, so, yeah, now we're at 28, 28 minutes. I'm going to try to get it around 35 minutes. So I'm going to talk about some of the teams I'm excited for in the league. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll just go from there. Okay, so let's talk about some of the teams I'm excited for this season who who have looked really good. So, league pass teams that I've been watching that are not the Boston Celtics. Okay. Um, to me, Indiana has been a team that's been great to watch. Uh, mainly because Ben Mathern. Okay. Ben Mathern has been uh, a big surprise – He's a rookie out of Arizona, shooting guard that plays for the Pacers. Uh, if you've kept up with the summer league, this guy, he really went off in summer league. And, uh, yeah, I've been just watching them and how they've been playing. And Tyrese Halliburton, again, has been has been great as well. Uh, they've got some good young bigs that, that, are, that are interesting when I say that. they You've got uh, Jalen Smith, Isaiah Jackson. You still got Miles Turner there and Buddy Heald. Uh, and the Pacers are six and six right now, which is to me that's a big surprise for a team that's supposed to be uh tanking for the most part. Um Andrew Nimhard has been playing point guard since uh I think Halliburton's been out for a little bit here and there, but um they got O'Shea Brissett. I don't think he's played a lot, Terry Taylor. Aaron Neesmith uh, from Vanderbilt that played for Boston. So they've got some interesting pieces. But I think the main reason to watch them is because of Halliburton and Benedict Matherin. So they have been a big league pass team to watch. And for the West, it's obviously the number one team in the West right now, Utah, at 10-4. and four. They've been so fun to watch. They moved the ball and Laurie Market in, uh, Jordan Clarkston, Mike Conley, Colin Sexton, all these guys have been really good. Kelly Linick has not been as good as uh, I hoped he would be in fantasy, but man, they've just been so exciting. And another team that's not that no one's been talking about that's being slept on, who's number two in the West right now, is the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay, I know they don't have Jaron Jackson, but man, Desmond Bain and John Morant may be the best backcourt in the league right now, and they're super fun to watch. Uh, John Morant, it's just. So cool and so athletic. And, yeah, he's just great. And it's been exciting because uh, for Mississippi, when we want to go watch a good team, we always watch them play against Memphis at Memphis. And now Memphis is really good, which they were always good back then with Zach Randolph, Marcus All, Mike Conley, and crew, Rudy Gay. But but they were, they were kind of a grit and grind team. You know, everybody remembers that. Um, uh, but now they're they're like a young, fast, quick, up tempo style team with athletic players and whatnot. So, so when you go watch the Celtics or the Lakers or uh, whoever you whoever your team is, I know uh, Fred's a big Wizards fan. 
So, Fred, I talked about uh, Christopher Porzingis for you. I know you got to be excited about him. I know you probably aren't excited about Bradley Bill and that terrible contract that he's on. But anyway, so Memphis has been up there too as an exciting league pass team to watch. Um, man, I'm just looking at the West standings right now. It's just insane. Like the Lakers are are tied for the worst record in the league right now. So could you imagine Victor Wimbanyama? Pat Pat was on here the other night talking about. That, and I, I never would have thought. I thought the Lakers would have eventually won some games by now. But man, Golden State's five and seven. Minnesota's five and eight. Lakers are two and ten. Houston's two and eleven. Oklahoma City Thunder six and seven. San Antonio six and seven. The Clippers have stepped it up. They're at seven and six. New Orleans at seven and six. Um, Phoenix has been doing their thing. Portland's doing their thing. Um, but yeah, those are some of the fav- my favorite league pass teams to watch. So. We talked about Indiana. We talked about Utah and Memphis. Uh, some teams that are being slept on, and you know, like Memphis, for instance. Um, I'm interested to see Lamelo Ball's back for Charlotte as well. Charlotte's three and eleven. Nothing to write home about. Um, and I'm interested to see how Cade Cunningham does. So I, that would be a team that I'd be intrigued to watch on League Pass going forward. Um, so yeah, the top. The top four, the top three teams right now are Milwaukee, Boston, and uh, Utah, which is pretty funny. Uh, Cleveland's been a good team to watch so far this early NBA season. Uh, Brooklyn has not been. They, they seem to be playing without better without Kyrie Irving. Jock Vaughn, I think it's, I think he was the best coaching decision to go with. I think the Ime Udoka would have been a disaster for them, to be honest with you. But, yeah, those are some of the teams that I'm excited to watch. So if you see some of these people come on local TV or whatnot, you might want to check them out. So that's the episode for this week. This is uh, week six of the NBA season. I know this is different than what I'm used to doing or what you're used to hearing, but I thought this would be a good little change up. So, anyway, I hope you all enjoyed. Uh, expect another episode Thursday or Friday with me and Cassidy again. Uh, and if you all like it, um, let us know, and I'll have Cassidy on more often. I think he enjoys the podcasting world as much as I do. If Biff or Jonathan White or some of the other people that may be interested in uh, coming on and talking, we could try to get them on as well. And I know there's some others that probably would, would like to be on the pod as well, so just let me know. Uh, we could talk about all sorts of things. But part two of uh, the conspiracy theories is coming out this week, so yeah, stay tuned with that. And I think we might record a part three. There's a lot of NBA conspiracies, if you can't tell. So I think we had really a lot of fun doing it. So anyway, thank you for listening. Follow us at... Uh, jab underscore fantasy on twitter and follow me at being underscore mcc underscore on twitter as well and thank you all for listening again i hope we continue to maintain the consistency going forward and don't forget to check out my friends at legacy of legends dynasty fantasy football podcast as well i try to shout them out as much as i can because they really are good guys and i know they're trying to um, make sure to continue their their upload streak as well and They really are passionate about Dynasty football, for real. And, yeah, just make sure you follow them and listen to them and support them and let them know that you came from here if you you do. Anyway, thank you all for listening, and I will see you next time.